Good evening, everyone. We want to thank you for joining us tonight for our Wednesday night service, and we miss you terribly. I know that circumstances are keeping us apart for the time being, but we still want to continue to do all that we can to share the word of the Lord with you. And so we are here tonight in a different setting, in a different way, uh, but I pray that you would receive the word of the Lord tonight and I pray that you would receive what the Lord has shared with me, and I pray that you would use it to challenge you, uh, not only today, but in the days, weeks, months, years to come, that this be something that we utilize in our life and to do our best to be better for the kingdom of God. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, a very familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to go reading through that, and then also we'll be reading from Luke chapter 17. Matthew 24, verse 3 says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. So right here, he's stopping us, and he's saying, number one, you've got to make sure that you take heed that no one deceives you. There's going to come an hour where many will try to get your opinions out, out in left field, and they're going to try to confuse you and bog you down. And he said, you've got to know what you believe, and do not let anyone deceive you. For many will come in my name, they're going to come in his name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. He said, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Even after all of this, this is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Luke chapter 17, we're just going to read verse 1 right now. Luke 17, 1, it says, Then said he unto the disciples, it is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. And tonight, for just a little while, I'm going to be mindful of your time. I do not plan to be long tonight, but I do want to share this message with you. Because of offense. Because of offense. Offense, according to Webster, is an annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult. I'm sure you figured this out by now, but people are rude. 
There are people outside when you get in your car and you get on the highway. It doesn't take you very long to find somebody that you sit there for a moment and think, well, that person was very rude. You get on the phone and try to call customer service and you find out that the customer's not always right anymore and that, that people did not respond the way that you had hoped. And you possibly have even realized that there are people that are in, in church who claim to be Christians and child of children of God who you look at them and you think, uh, you're, you're not very kind and, and you're not uh, talking to me in, in the right way and, and I'm offended and I'm upset. But Jesus tells us offenses will come. They're going to come. It's inevitable. He said it is impossible, but that they do come. You can live your life every day being positive, being chipper, being joyful. But somewhere along the way, somebody's going to say something to you. Something's going to happen. And you're going to look at your life and say, well, man, that, that, that kind of hurt what they said. As positive as I may be, their words and what they had to say to me offended me a little bit. But just because offenses come, Jesus did not say in that scripture that you had to be offended. That is where it comes on us to say, now when this offense comes, how am I going to respond? How am I going to react? How am I going to handle the words that were said to me and take that in and process it without letting it offend me? How am I going to do that uh, and continue to be faithful to God and not let it let, let it become a seed of bitterness in my life, but it's going to just come and I'm not going to let it offend me. I'm just going to continue doing what I know to do. Just because offenses come does not mean I have to be offended. Just as if a temptation comes, I do not have to act upon every temptation. If we did, we would be in a heap of trouble. If every time I was tempted, I acted upon that temptation then what good am I for anything? And the same with offenses. If every time an offensive word comes to me or every time an offensive statement is said to me and I take it and I'm, I'm offended every single time, I'm not doing anybody any favors, especially myself. You say, well, it, it came to me, so I just caved. The temptation came and I resist everything but temptation. Offenses will come, but I have to realize I do not have to let it offend me. You see, there have been things said that hurt our feelings, and 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 in times past, something was said, and and perhaps it cut a little bit, and perhaps it made us sad and shed a few tears. Maybe maybe we had to call our friends and tell them what somebody said because it hurt our feelings so bad, and we were so offended by what was said. And now we're looking back on that moment and we're laughing because. We're thinking, did I really get that upset about that statement? Did I really let that bother me so much that I, I didn't sleep for days and I didn't eat for days because of what that person said? And the older you get and the longer you live, you realize some of these things are not really that big a deal. But hindsight is twenty twenty, And so we look at that and we think, well, well, now it's, it's not a big deal. But in the moment, I, I was a little bit offended. You ever been in an argument with somebody and you're, you start arguing and you're back and forth and 10 minutes down the road, you're stopping and you're saying, well, what were we even arguing about? I don't even remember what all of this was about. You see, in that moment, we took that offense and we got on the defense 
And we started fighting back and we started arguing back. And, and, and then later on, we don't even remember what it was to start with. Now, listen, I'm not saying that you have to lie down and you have to get trampled by every bit of offense that comes your way. And every time somebody comes and, and they're just trying to cause you harm and trying to cause trouble in your life, that you just sit back and ignore all of those things. I'm not saying every time you see a bus that you just lie down in front of it because you're used to getting thrown under the bus and you're used to living there. So you just say, you know what, here, here comes another one. Here comes another fence. I'll just lay down and take it. No, you, you, I'm, I'm not saying that tonight. I'm saying you can stand and you can live your life and you can process those offenses that are coming without being offended, without letting it get into your spirit and your mind and without causing you to have bitterness towards somebody. But what I'm saying tonight is if we are walking around offended by this and offended by that and offended by that comment and offended by that message and offended by that sermon that pastor preached, then perhaps it is not on the shoulders of the entire world, but on me to see that this is resolved. If I'm being offended by everybody and everything and nobody can say anything right, it's easy for me to look at it and say, well, it's all of their problems. They're not on board with me. They're not understanding this the way I'm understanding this. And it's everybody else but you that perhaps we need to look at the mirror and say, what can I do differently? How can I process this hurt? How can I process all that's going on in my life? But you see, we're going to get to the place where we don't want to be around anyone because we think that everyone is out to ruin our lives. We, we can't trust anybody. We can't we can't hear what the doctors have to say. We can't hear what anybody says. We don't even like to talk to our friends anymore and hear their opinions because we don't trust anybody anymore. And, and, and somebody else did us wrong. And somebody else said a word that caused harm to us. So we just put a wall up and we build a barrier and we say, I'm not letting any offenses come in. Jesus said that's impossible. You can forget that. You can build that wall as high as you want to build it. You can put barbed wire fence all around your property. You can do everything you want to. But he said it's impossible. Offenses are going to come. Now you have to determine if you're going to let that offend you or not. People don't preach things like they used to, number one, because they don't want to offend anyone. You know, people have to be so careful to say what they feel like God has led them to say, and that's a shame. When our pastor prays and he's fasted and he comes with the word of the Lord, we ought to say, Pastor, whatever you've got to say to me, I want you to say it. Whatever the Lord has led you to say to your people today, I pray that you would preach it without restraint, without fear of hurting my feelings or stepping on my toes. I want you to share the word of the Lord. I can't, I can't sit there and, and, and come into the house of God and sit on a pew and take everything that is said as if it's pointed directly to me and trying to, to, to offend me. I've got to look at it and say, how can I take this and apply it to my life so that I'm better for it? That I, I'm, I'm not going to allow negative things into my life, but I'm going to hear what the word of the Lord says. And I'm going to do my part to say, okay, how can I change? How can I be better? How can I do better? I, you, you can't say anything to anyone without someone on the other side getting frustrated, getting offended. And, and in our culture today, you have to be so careful of anything you say. You share a song on, on your social media site 
and you've got 10 people that want to comment about they don't like that song. They don't like these lyrics. They don't like that group. And then you share a recipe and they've got to get on there and say that their grandmama did it than you and, and that they've got the very best recipe. Nobody, nobody was comparing recipes. Nobody was saying that this group was better than this group. But all of these people, they, they just take offense to everything that is spoken. And you say, well, well, that's, that's crazy. That, why would they do that? Well, God says it's going to happen. He said offenses are going to come of all kinds, all kinds of temptations, all kinds of tests, all kinds of trials. They are going to come. It's just part of it. I understand that there are very real issues going on in our world, and sin is rampant. But when you read this word, when you read the word of God, Jesus said, listen, when time is wrapping up, there are some indicators that it is near, and these are some things you can look for. And he tells us, many will be offended. It's going to happen. It's going to be part of that time. Offenses will come. He didn't just make this statement somewhere random in the Bible. They said, when shall we know the signs of these? When, when is all of this going to happen? When is all of this going to begin to unfold? And he starts saying, these are the signs you're going to look for. He said, he said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be many that are deceived. Nations going to rise up against nation, brother against brother, famines and pestilences and earthquakes, all these other things. And oh yeah, and all of that also offenses. There's going to be many that are offended. That's going to be an indicator that something is going on, that there's something stirring up in our world that is another sign, just like a war, just like an earthquake, just like a rumor of war, just like pestilence, just like all of those things, is offenses. You know what the word offenses here means? It means it is a trap or the trigger of a trap, a hindrance placed in the way, causing one to stumble or fall. So can't you see tonight, now looking, now hearing that, can't you see that when offenses come, that it's a trap? Can't you see when you are offended, it doesn't hurt the other person. It doesn't teach them anything. It doesn't show them who's boss and show them. When you are offended, it does not do anybody any good, but only harms yourself. And that trap may have gotten you, but you hear me tonight. You have the power to let go. I read a story one time of how poachers would catch monkeys in the jungle and, and they would have a coconut where they would cut the hole that was just big enough for the monkey's hand to fit in and just big enough for this piece of fruit that they would shove into this coconut. And this coconut was strapped down to a tree that was used for a trap. And the way they got the monkey is his hand was able to fit into that coconut. But as he would take hold of that fruit, now his hand could not come out of that coconut because not only was it just his hand and not only was it just that fruit, but it was his hand holding onto that fruit. And as long as he was holding on to that fruit, he was trapped. As long as he would not let go, he was going to be captured. And a lot of times this is what happens when we get offended. We cling to that offense and it takes hold of us. And until we let go of it, it will not let go of us. Until we can say, you know what, this isn't for me. I notice now that this is a trap. This is something trying to destroy my life. This is something that I can't deal with. I've got to let this go. And the moment that you let that go, 
is the moment you can be free. Is the moment you don't have to worry about that anymore. And you've got to learn your lesson. Hey, I, I can't keep going back to that coconut because I'm not going to get what I'm expecting out of that. I can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again expecting different results. That's what we call insanity. But these monkeys, they just could not let go, and so it ultimately led to their capture and their destruction. I pray that the same thing does not happen to us in this hour, that we get so caught up and so distracted by the things that we're holding on to and these offenses and, and that we've been so offended and we're just, I can't let this go. I can't, I, I've got to take this, that, that it ends up leading to our demise. Now, as much as I do not want you to be offended, let me tell you someone tonight and remind you of what our scripture tells us. It does say offenses will come. But it also says woe unto him through whom they come. If you are the one constantly offending others, what sorrow awaits this person, one translation says. Jesus said it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. So while I take a serious look at myself and do my best not to get offended in this life and do my best to have tougher skin, the reality is I need to make 100% sure that I'm not the one constantly offending others. Some people, they, they use excuses for their rudeness. They use excuses for being unkind that, Oh, this is just the only way I've ever known. Or, oh, it's just my, just my personality. You're just going to have to quit taking me so serious. Or, I, I was not meaning to be rude. They, they should not have taken it that way. And, and they try to come up with these excuses of why they are the way that they are. And some of them have reasons that I'm sure play into their role of their personality, their home life growing up, their work environment, the stress that they're under, whatever the case may be. They use these excuses to be unkind, to be rude, to be hateful, to be negative, to be critical, and, and constantly offend other people, constantly say things that are controversial. They just they, they get on social media and they say something just to stir the pot. They make a comment to somebody just to get under their skin. And Jesus said, you better be careful that you not become that person. He said it would be better to have something tied around your neck and you thrown into the sea than to offend one of these little ones. To allow yourself to become that one that is the offender. That, that's a dangerous place to be and we need to be mindful and make sure that we examine ourselves and say, God, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be offended, but I, I also definitely do not want to be the offender. In terms of our text, Jesus is saying, you better make sure you are not the one setting up a trap for your brother or sister to get caught in. You better not be the one tempting them to do wrong. You better not be the one causing them to stumble or causing them to question God or causing them to be confused. You better make sure your hands are clean and that you're not throwing rocks and then putting your hands in your pocket and, and, and pretending like nothing happened. And a lot of times that's how these people do. They, they, they stir the pot or they throw a rock and then they put their hands in their pocket and, and they look around like they're as surprised as you are that somebody got offended, that somebody got hurt. I, I want to ask this question tonight. Why would we want to see someone hurt? Truly. 
as a child of God, as, as a person, as a human being, why would we want to see someone else fall? Why would we want to say something that we know is going to cause harm, that we know is going to cause hurt? We ought to be much more careful with the words that we say and the things that we do and, and, and take an opportunity to stop and say, let me think about this a moment. Let me process this before I say these words. Is this going to cause harm or is this going to build up? Is this going to tear them down or is this going to put joy in their life? What, what, what is the outcome of all of this? Be compassionate. Be kind. Love like Jesus loved. Now listen, I am talking about both sides tonight. I'm talking to the offender and to the offended. We've got to work together and do better. Not only for ourselves, but for others. We've got to make sure that we're doing all that we can. We've got to make sure we are looking in the mirror before we start pointing fingers. Before we start calling out other people and making sure that we look at our lives and say, God... Have I offended somebody? Have I done something that's caused somebody harm? Have I done something that's caused somebody to stumble or fall or fail? God, and if I have, God, I repent and, and I apologize to that person. Show me my ways, God, so that I can go to that person and make this right. We have got to utilize and realize this offense thing is and will be a much bigger deal than it is right now. Offenses are linked with nation rising against nation. He said that is how serious this sign is. That's how serious offenses is. That we will link it up with wars and rumors against wars and, 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 and nation rising up against nation. He said, and many will be offended. He said, this is going to be part of all of this that's taking place. So take note of that. And we must not ignore the sign that warns us this is a trap. This is a trap that you can get caught in. Now there are some people that have been hurt and since then, I understand they, they look around and they're constantly on guard and they're constantly waiting on someone to hurt them again. And they have been offended once so everyone is out to hurt them. We've got to be very careful that we not allow that to become our way of life and realize not everybody's out to get me. Not everybody's out to cause harm to me. One person may have done this, but that doesn't mean this other person's going to do this. One church may have made me feel this way, but that doesn't mean this church is going to make me feel this way. One friend did this and the other friend, guess what? They might not do that to you. So, so don't put up this wall and this guard and not let anybody into your life. Why don't you trust God? Trust people and believe that everything's going to be all right. Trust people. Don't, don't get so easily offended. Don't think that everything they say is, is an attack against you tonight. There was a family of turtles that wanted to go on a picnic. And they had planned this adventure for about seven years before they finally decided it was time to go out on this grand adventure and and while they were out, mother said she wanted to find the perfect spot to have a picnic. And so as they journeyed, they went from log to log, from field to field. And they finally found a place two years later that they said, now this is where I want to be. This is where we want to have our picnic. And so they start setting everything out. They open the basket. They set out the cloth and and all the turtles come in and they start getting their lunches separated and their drinks. And and the dad turtle stops and he noticed and he said, 
There's no salt. We can't have this picnic without any salt. Somebody's going to have to go get salt. And so they're all looking around and saying, well, who's going to do this? This has been such a long journey. So it fell upon the youngest, who was also the fastest of these slow-moving turtles. And they said, now, Junior, it's going to be up to you to go and get the salt for us. And so he looks around and he says, you know what? I, I, I really don't want to leave again because we've journeyed so far and I'm so hungry. But I, I agreed that I will do this on one condition, that no one eat until I get back. And so the family agreed and the little turtle went on his way. They sat there and they waited as three years passed and there was still no sign of Junior. Five years, six years, still no sign of Junior. And then on the seventh year, the older brother of that young turtle was sitting there and he said, you know what? I'm so tired of waiting. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat my sandwich right now. And as soon as he opened up his sandwich... Here comes Junior from behind a tree saying, See, that is why I never left. I couldn't trust anybody. I knew you wouldn't wait for me, and I'm for sure not going out for the salt now. And we laughed, and that's cute, and that's comical, but sometimes that's how we respond. Sometimes we also get to that place where we don't trust anybody and and we don't believe that anybody's going to do what they said that they would do and and that's what that's what the world wants and the enemy wants is you to get to a place where you feel like you can't trust anybody where you can't trust God where you can't trust the church you can't trust your pastor you can't trust anybody good in your life because they're all going to hurt you they're all going to let you down they're all going to eat without you we waste our whole lives waiting for people to live up to our poor expectations of them. And here's a newsflash, they always will. If you watch me long enough, I promise you, you're going to see me fall. You're going to see me do something embarrassing. You'll see that my grass is not always greener. And listen, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. So if you're waiting for me to meet your poor expectations of me, then just stay tuned because it's just right around the corner. But how about instead of waiting for somebody to let us down, we take an opportunity to applaud those that have been faithful, that we applaud those that have continued to support us, that have continued to love us, that have continued to be in our circle and in our corner. And instead of waiting on somebody to let us down, why don't we find that friend that's always been there for us and say, thank you that I've always been able to count on you. Thank you for always being my friend. How about we celebrate and appreciate the good instead of waiting for somebody to fall and fail? I like to call those people vultures. They sit around watching something to fall, watching for something to fail so that they can prey on it the moment they mess up. There are people like this, like this little turtle, and we hide behind a tree or we hide behind a computer screen and we, we're waiting for them to say something. That's just going to set us off. We're waiting on them to say something that's going to rub us the wrong way. And we're going to jump out and say, ha, I knew I couldn't trust you. I, I knew you were like that. I knew. And we, we live our lives in that way. And we just get offended. And that's that. And we cut them off and tune them out and block them and boo them and change our dog's name because it had the same name as them. And I'm praying tonight that we would get past that point where we don't allow stuff like that to even come into our mind or our thoughts. But we say, I've got to trust people again. I've got to, I've got to trust my brothers and sisters again. I've got to be able to trust 
that I can go and do what I need to do and that everything's going to be okay. I'm urging you in this hour, do not get caught up in the trap and don't set any traps for someone else. Let us realize how important our response is. Let us realize the hour in which we are living. Hear me tonight. I understand the church has a target on us. And we are going to say some things that, that others may feel offended by. But the difference is, is what we say as the church and body of believers is not a trap. It is the truth. It will be backed up by the Word of God. Everything that we say, everything that we preach, it's not opinions, it's not conspiracy theorists. It is the Word of God that we come before you and we share what God has laid upon our heart to share to you. And I pray that in this hour that we could do that effectively without people being offended, that, that we're calling out their sin, that we're calling out where they're living at and telling them that that's not right, that's not the path that God wants them to go down and that people would hear the word of the Lord and not be offended by it, but process it and say, how can I change? How can I look at this and say, I'm not interested in what what's going on inside of me and how that just made me feel. Rather, I'm interested in how I can overcome this. I heard what the preacher said, and he said, I, I, I was not born this way. I was not born with these feelings and, and these emotions, that that's a sinful nature that I have to put down, and I have to die daily, and I have to repent of my sins and be washed in baptism in Jesus' name. That's the life that I, I want for our world, for our people that we're communicating to. And I pray that in that, that God would help us and give us wisdom and give us boldness and authority to do that and not not offend certain people. But but regardless, he said it was going to happen. Offenses are coming. Many are going to be offended. But I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. I'm not here to walk on eggshells when it talks about the hour in which we live. But we have got to be sensitive in this hour more than ever to the Word of God. And we've got to trust in Him that He will give us wisdom with our words. The psalmist said, Many will say, There is no help for Him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. You can stop offenses from coming, but when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. Don't allow yourself to get bitter. Don't allow yourself to become hurt by things that are said, by by it didn't happen the way that you thought, and you thought it would have already happened by now, and it wasn't in your time frame and on your calendar. Just, just trust God. Just trust people. But you see, hurt people often hurt people. So don't get caught up in this trap of this hour and allow yourself to get hurt because the moment you get hurt, you're going to look out and you're going to hurt other people. You're not only going to be offended, but then you're going to become the offender. And if I'm going to trip and fall, then somebody else is going to trip and fall. And I'm not staying here by myself. And you know the same misery loves company. But I pray that we would stand and we would take notice and we would observe these things and say, no, I I notice that what you're doing here is you're trying to get under my skin. I noticed that you said that to me and I could take that and I could be offended today. But I realize that it's a trap and I'm going to do my best to walk around this, to navigate my life around this situation and get through this without getting caught in that trap. Because I can't afford to get caught up in that trap today. Let God deal with the one who is offending. It is unhealthy to be at the mercy of someone else 
of what they do or do not do. Let God handle them. If you're not careful, you can allow your emotions to be controlled by the exact person you do not want controlling them. How does that happen? Because they threw out the offense and you were offended. And now they have all your emotions in their hands. Now they rule. Now they have all the cards because the one person you did not wanting to hold your emotions is now holding your emotions because of how you responded to that offense. Holding anger towards someone is like drinking poison and expecting them to die. It's saying, no, I'm going to let this get inside of me, but but they're going to change when I do this. That's going to make them different. It doesn't work that way. When you allow that offense to come and you get offended, then that's helping nobody out. It's only harming yourself. So be mindful of that tonight. I want to close with this story. I heard it on the radio a couple of years ago. This lady who had discussed her friendship with her neighbor and her, their families were super close and they went on vacations together and, and they, they, perfect scenario. They were next door neighbors. They barbecued together. They celebrated holidays together and they, they were always outside talking together and hanging out and, there one night, all of a sudden, a storm came, and and during this storm, it it blew down some of their fence, and it caused damage to their fence that had the two neighbors joined, and it was not either person's fault. It was not a disaster caused by one or the other. It was simply just an accident caused by one of life's storms. The reality is, it probably was not worse than any other storm that they had ever weathered. But just that one particular night, the wind blew and the fence fell. It probably was not the first time that the winds had blown, but over time something gave and the fence was damaged. After having a discussion, these two neighbors who had been best friends had the discussion to repair their fence. So they met and agreed to get someone out to replace the fence. After a few days, a brand new fence was put in its place and it came time to pay for the work that had been done. So, the kind, friendly, best friend neighbor went and knocked on the door of her best friend and asked for half of the money to pay the workers when, to her surprise, was told they were not going to pay. The couple had talked and decided that they were not going to chip in and help the other couple out, they decided for whatever reason not to become part of the solution. Well, as you can imagine, the lady and her husband were so angry. They could not believe that their best friends would do this. They could not believe that their neighbors had done this to them. And now they had to pay the full price for their fence to be fixed. They had to give everything they could to see that this fence was fixed. And they still, she said, it's been two years since they had spoken to one another, even though they still live next door to one another. It's been two years since they have not spoken to one another, all because of offense. Listen, offense is not worth losing a friend over. Offense is not worth having bitterness in your family. Offense is not worth leaving a church over. I understand it's frustrating to put more into a relationship than you're getting back. But it's part of life. Don't be lost because of offense.
Don't get trapped because of offense. Don't get distracted because of offense. In the big scheme of things, it's so little. It's so small to let ourselves become offended and trapped by that thing when there's so many other things going on in our world. But God God, God gave us a warning. He said, this is going to be one of those signs that you're going to have to look for and you're going to have to pay attention for. Why was he telling us that? Because he was trying to tell us these are traps. This is one more thing to distract you. This is one more thing to destroy you. This is one more thing that you're going to have to keep an eye on as the church, as a child of God. And I'm warning you right now, offenses are going to come. But you don't have to get offended. You don't have to get caught up in that trap. And you certainly don't have to be the one being the offender. You can stand and say, I don't want any part of that. God, I don't want to be caught up in all of those things. So tonight I challenge you, look at yourself and say, God, I don't want to be an offender. I don't want to be somebody that harms other people. I don't want to be somebody that does that and causes them to stumble. God, but I also want to make sure that in my heart that when others do stuff that that, that could offend me, God, that I process it and then that I, I pray about it and I not be so quick to judge them and I be not quick to, to throw them out of my life because they hurt my feelings. But let me see that they may be going through something. Let me see that they may be in a hard time right now. And God, let me do all that I can not to get offended because of offense. Not to, to, to be upset with my neighbor or my brother or my sister because things didn't go the way that I thought that they would in our relationship. God, but let me say, you know what? I'll pay that price to see that our fence is fixed. I'll pay the price to make sure all of that is fixed and mended. And, and it's not worth losing my friend over. It's not worth losing a relationship with somebody I care about over. So tonight I challenge you to take that in your heart with you. Let God touch you this evening. I, I thank you for joining with us tonight. I pray that you've been blessed. And I pray that you would continue to lift up our church family. And pray that God would continue to strengthen us. Remember Sunday morning service online only at 10.30 a.m. 10.30 a.m. online this Sunday only. And be mindful of that. Love somebody tonight. Give them a phone call. Tell them how much they are missed. We love you. God bless you.